Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Friday, June 23, 2017, from Audible. Today, you'll hear these five stories. Senate GOP health bill would end ACA penalties, cut taxes on high incomes. Britain still believes in fantasies on Brexit. Lyft's goal, take advantage of Uber's stumbles without gloating. Why Diageo is paying $500 a bottle for George Clooney's tequila. And not quite a self-driving car, but close. From the politics section of the Wall Street Journal, Senate GOP health bill would end ACA penalties, cut taxes on high incomes, by Stephanie Armour. Senate Republican leaders released a health overhaul Thursday that would undo large parts of the Affordable Care Act, including its expansion of the Medicaid program for the poor and disabled and a requirement that most Americans pay a penalty if they don't have insurance. The release of the 142-page bill, after its elements had been closely held by Republican leaders, marks the launch of a fast-moving process that Republicans hope will culminate in a new health law's passage before Congress's August recess. But several Senate Republicans have expressed concerns about the bill's outlines. And even if the Senate does pass it late next week, as GOP leaders hope, it would still have to be approved by the House to become law. The plan, whose development was overseen by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, attempts to strike a balance between the demands of conservative GOP senators who want an aggressive repeal of the ACA, sometimes called Obamacare, and more centrist lawmakers eager to retain some aspects of the law. The bill relies on the 2010 law's current tax credits to provide subsidies to people who don't get health insurance on the job. But this legislation would tighten the income eligibility for the assistance, meaning fewer people would be able to get the subsidies. The credits would also be less robust than under the ACA. Like the House bill, the Senate bill would repeal a 3.8% tax on investment income retroactively to January 2017 and delay the repeal of a 0.9% payroll tax until 2023. Both of those taxes only apply to individuals making more than $200,000 and married couples making more than $250,000. The bill also suspends a so-called Cadillac tax on generous employer health benefits through 2025. It would strip federal funding from Planned Parenthood Federation of America for one year, and it prohibits tax credits from being used to purchase plans that offer abortion coverage. The Senate proposal would cap states' Medicaid funding from Washington for the first time in the program's history. Instead, states would be given a choice of the formula used, block grants or per capita caps, to curb it under the bill. The phase-out of federal funding for the ACA's Medicaid expansion would happen more gradually than in the House bill, but the Senate measure would ultimately make deeper cuts to the program. The Senate measure also would give states leeway to roll back the ACA's insurance regulations and consumer protections. Mr. McConnell has set a rapid-fire timeline for passage. An analysis by the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, laying out the bill's effect on the budget and the number of uninsured, could come as early as Monday. Republican senators, some of whom hadn't seen the text of the draft bill until its release, would have a week to digest it before a possible vote in advance of their July 4th recess. It would then be taken up by House Republicans, who also are expected to pursue fast passage. The CBO report on the House-passed bill, released late last month, showed it would leave 23 million more people uninsured while reducing the cumulative federal deficit by $119 billion in the next decade, compared with current law. Democrats have worried for weeks that the Senate bill would wind back more unpopular parts of the House bill and that Republicans could pass it in the upper chamber by arguing they had made the bill better. They said Thursday morning they believed the Senate bill was no improvement. The House and Senate bills should be known as mean and meaner, said Ron Wyden, Democrat from Oregon. 
In an event in the White House's East Room on Thursday, President Donald Trump said he hoped the Senate would pass a health bill with heart and said he was pleased with the legislation unveiled earlier in the day. A little negotiation, but it's going to be good, he said. From the World section of the Wall Street Journal, Britain still believes in fantasies on Brexit, by Simon Nixon. No one should have been surprised that the Brexit talks began this week with an immediate capitulation by the UK government over the sequence of topics to be treated. Brexit Minister David Davis had boasted during the recent campaign that the European Union's refusal to discuss a trade deal until sufficient progress had been made on settling Britain's outstanding budget obligations and securing the rights of EU and British citizens would launch the fight of the summer. That was revealed to be empty bravado, given that the UK needs a deal far more than the EU does. Yet even now that Britain's lack of leverage has been laid bare, an air of unreality remains about much of the Brexit debate. One fantasy that refuses to die is the notion that the EU might somehow be persuaded to water down the principle of free movement of citizens, thus allowing the UK to restrict EU migration while retaining its membership in the single market. This idea first surfaced during David Cameron's doomed attempt to rewrite the free movement rules before the Brexit referendum. It reappeared this week in a new campaign by more than 50 Labour politicians who want the UK to remain inside a reformed single market. Yet it should be obvious by now that there is no appetite in the EU to water down the right of free movement, a point even Prime Minister Theresa May has conceded. There is certainly anxiety over immigration in many EU countries, but it relates largely to migration from outside the bloc. It is also true that some countries would like to reform the rules around access to welfare. But no other country shares Britain's neuralgia about the principle of the free movement of people, which is broadly accepted as the price to be paid for the free movement of jobs. When the single market in financial services was created in the 19th